I want a threesome with two NFL cheerleaders. No, but I can be. Right in the balls. <clears throat> Let's kill our way to freedom. I have a poster of Jesus holding a Glock and it's turned to the side. There's nothing more inspirational than that. Let's friend. kill our way to freedom. Amen. Welcome back to the <laughs> Renaissance. Yeah. This is episode 66 uh, yeah, AKA is. part two of um, AKA part two of our uh, Johnny G Johannes Gutenberg son <laughs> of Freddie Horsemeat uh, series. Uh, yeah, it is. No, yeah, it is. Cam, yeah, let's go. Normally, with that. yeah, it is. Yeah, no, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, it is. You gonna say something? As I was saying, normally that's the way it is. <laughs> I can, I wow. can do this all night, my friend. Uh, anyway, they're that good. So normally, <laughs> that's not what Heather says. <laughs> and I will like, well, I can't. Well, I go so home. Good night, madam. Out. Yeah. So normally, um, for someone who is in John's socioeconomic level after university, he's then probably starts a career in the church or the government. But from what we can tell, Johnny G did not want to do that. Besides, when his uh, father died and he, uh, you know, he got his part of the will, he was fortunately of an age where there was no guardian named for him to look after whatever part that he got, because let's be honest, it probably would have been stolen from him anyway, as has happened so many times in, uh, in history. So, um, so he's back in Mainz. He's a young man. He's probably a graduate. He knows about metallurgy. He knows about technology. He's probably got a bit of cash or property now. What's he going to do? He could party like it's 1999. Um, or he could maybe, I don't know, get out of Mainz, which um, I think, I can't remember if we mentioned it in the first show, but it, it's had its problems. It's In some ways, it's had its heyday. It's doing pretty well. But there are other cities around that are actually bigger, more progressive, more, more forward-thinking. And maybe he wants to go see some of those things. But here's what, what it comes down to. Even though his father was a patrician, his mother wasn't. And even though I'm sure she was lovely and she wasn't fat at all, the point is because of the blood that's running through his veins is tainted, he cannot take up his position, his father's positions uh, at the Mint. So he is severely limited in what he can do. He can only go so far in Mainz because of his mother's blood. So now he's got to think, what other options do I have? That's just the way it is. And, and, and I can't ever see that being different. Yeah, um, you had to be a full-blooded patrician to be a patrician, a bit like being a Native American, Ray. Being one fucktinth doesn't count. No, you can't wear a feathered headdress, uh, wear war paint, live in a teepee in your backyard and get away with it. It's not right. You and Elizabeth Warren need to just cut it the fuck out. Stop yeah. pretending Someone... that you're a Native American. Okay. It's Trey Gauche. Got it. Go ahead. Mm. <laughs> So uh, he wasn't a patrician. He wasn't a guild member. Uh, he might have turned to the mint for a job, according to one theory. His uncle, 
was still a patrician, still a manager there. Might have got his uncle to pull some strings, might have got some work there, even though he didn't belong to the Goldsmith Guild, as far as we know. Might have spent more time learning how coins were made, uh, learning all that stuff that you were talking about in the last episode about how you banged stuff together (laughs) to make coins. and (laughs) Bang two cheerleaders. Not just coins, but you can... You could use it to make all sorts of things. Uh, He would have sort of learned how to pour metals into moulds of sand or wood to create large plaques or medallions with pictures or writings on them to hang up on the wall, all this kind of stuff that they would do with metal back in those days. But as you mentioned, the political strife was still going on in mines and the same old issues, high taxes... Uh, uh, and the Guild getting no representation on the City Council. Um, by 1428, they find the financial condition of the city had continued to deteriorate over this, these battles going on. It was close to mm-hmm. bankruptcy. The Guilds wanted to be recognised on the City Council. Uh, again, lots of the patricians fled the city, went to live in their country estates. But Joey G at this... <laughs> stage decided to get the fuck out of Dodge and he went all the way to Strasbourg which was or which is about 100 miles 161 kilometers away situated Mm -hmm. at the eastern border of France and Germany and he would live and work there for the next 20 years now the yeah. guilds had been in charge of Strasbourg for a hundred years at this stage. It's much larger than mines. Wow! Uh, and right. Joe slash John slash uh, the Good Mountain had a family connection there uh, as well. It seems like at some point maybe his mother's family had invested money into Strasbourg. Remember we said in the last episode right. she was. Uh, humble shopkeeper stock, but they had some money, they had some property. Looks like they'd invested some money into Strasbourg uh, when it went through a similar sort of process to mines did. And so Joe, John, uh, what are we calling him? John. John. Johnny G's brother, also called Frele. Right. uh, Frela. um, Had been given a share of the city's government, had been mayor there for a while, so it's sort of a safe landing port for the Gutenbergs. So Johannes goes there. Oh, if I could real quick, the other the other thing that's limiting um, John Johnny G uh, in Mainz is that he is not the oldest male child. At least that would have been something because they do have that hierarchy. He is the third child. He's got an older brother. He's got an older sister. So it, again, that's another thing that's going to limit what he can do in Mainz. But like you said, his mother had some some property in Strasbourg, so they, he goes there and he checks that out. And so I believe I don't I don't want to jump too far ahead, but his mother is going to die in fourteen thirty three. And he's going to get some more property or annuity from Strasbourg about that. He's supposed to be getting annuity from uh, Mainz as well. We're going to get into that later because there's some issues. So he's in Strasbourg. He's got some cash. Uh, he's got the two older siblings, so he can't really do much with that. Um, his, his Actually, his older brother, after being mayor for a while, um, retired, took his family to the uh, to one of the family's houses. His sister, who was older, takes her family to the Hof Zun Gutenberg, so that's not open to him. So anyways, he's in my, he's uh, in Strasbourg, and he's checking things out. It's a pretty amazing city. Uh, 
Like I accidentally said on the first episode, this core of the city is on an island in the Ill River. It's near the border with France. It's near the trade routes between Italy and Northern Europe. And Strasbourg does mean city on the road. So this is a city that's bigger. It's four times bigger. It's, it's, uh, it's happening. There's a lot of trade going on there. And they're actually thinking about, and this is you were mentioning on the previous episode about the human elements in the, in the university. Here, I think more Strasbourg, more than Mainz, is actually thinking about improving quality of life here now on earth versus what's going on in heaven. So this is a very uh, much more forward prog- progressive city. And, 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 you know, he's again, he's still a relatively young man, got some cash. He's single. He's got some skills. Let's see what he's going to do with it. And who founded Strasbourg? Someone named Strass. Town, really? No, no I don't street. know. That was his I, name. Street, Strasbourg <laughs> Street. <laughs> it was named after a street. No, tell Mr. me. Mr. Street. I don't know. A uh, little man called Drusus. He is the answer busy. to every question about who okay, founded who the founded city this? in Germany right. is Drusus. Okay, good to know. <laughs> it's always It'll Drusus. Right. Again, around about 12 BCE. Its original name was Argentoratum or Argentorati, right. uh, which means precious metal Ooh. fort. Yeah. Argentoratum, because apparently it yeah. uh, there was gold or silver mines nearby, and right. for anyone who's ever played Age of Empires, as you know, if you find a gold or silver mine in a remote part of the map, the first thing you do is start to build some towers and forts around it yes. to uh, stop pitch. anyone from coming and mining right. that, because at the, by the time you get to the end game. Uh, your ability to mine gold and silver is usually going to determine whether or not you win or lose. So they built a fort there, Argentoratum, and that uh, was, later became Strasbourg. As you said, means uh, Stras is street, Berg is borough mm-hmm. um, or fortress or fort. Um, so there you go. Nice. Now, it was in Strasbourg that Gutenberg started to work on the printing press. Now, in 1433, as you said, his mother, Elsa, died. She left the houses houses and the mines uh, annuity to her three kids. The siblings agreed that Elsa, the sister, would get the Gutenberg house. Freller, the brother, would have the estate in Eltville, the country estate. Ah, so Johannes, Johnny, would get the Strasbourg annuity that her family had and a percentage of the mine's annuity. Right. Not bad having a couple of annuities coming in, I've got to yeah. say. I don't know exactly how much they were, but just to have an annuity coming in every yeah. year, I'm assuming it was, it was a decent amount. Right. It meant he didn't really need to work for a living. Um, he could he could experiment, he could do stuff, he could start businesses because he knew he had cash coming in, which for any time, then as now, that's an incredibly luxurious position to be in. Right. Here's the other part of what's going on in Strasbourg. Again, this guy, he's got these skills. He's seen this thing as a child. He's, he's had a, a university education, even, the, even though that's mostly centered around Latin. But all of the things that he's seen as a child 
are here in Strasbourg as well. He's seen all kinds of metal crafts. They make bells. They make jewelry. They carve metal punches to create beautiful leather book bindings. So again, it's more of what he's seen. He's surrounded by this, but here it's probably on a bigger uh, scale because it is a city that's four times as big as when he, from Mainz when he was home. Now, again, we have to be honest because there's not a lot of information. We don't know what he was thinking, when he was thinking, when he was inspired, when ideas came to him. To him. But the point is, he certainly had the opportunity to learn more about metal, uh, metallurgy here than he did in Mainz. Again, this is something that's been around him his entire life. Now, he has a problem, though. I mentioned that he was given a portion of the mind's annuity yeah. when his mother died. He had to appear in person in mines to collect the money. Now, Uh-oh. it's 100 miles away. Doesn't seem like that far to go to pick up a check. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, you do it. But, you know, back in those days, 100 yeah, miles, yeah. you know, it's, it's, that's a bit right. of a journey. It's going to take a while to get there. He couldn't be fucked. And so, apparently, the city council decided, oh, <gasps> fuck him, we're keeping the money. Oh, dicks. Um, Sorry. S- now, we know this because a couple of years later, or a year later, maybe, in 1434, right. a town clerk from Mainz visited Strasbourg, and Gutenberg was somehow powerful enough already in the city uh, to have the man arrested oh, and thrown in jail because Mines owed him 310 guldens. Right. It was a, now, that was a lot of money. Uh, I read that it was enough to pay a year's salary to a dozen skilled workers. Damn. Yeah, that's a chunk of change. So that was just... That was his share of the annuity was enough to pay for a dozen skilled workers yeah, for a year. That's a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Almost right? podcasting money. Uh, okay, so let's say... Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's not get crazy here. Like, he's not, not rolling it. So, like, a skilled craftsman, I'd say, let's say today, a good skilled manual craftsman, yeah. um, you know, what do you reckon, 70 70, 80 grand. I mean, I'm talking Australia. Right. I don't know what it would be now. Uh, over there, it'd be like four bucks fifty. But um, let's say 70, 80 grand here, uh, which is about 50, 60 US. Right. Um, times 12. Yeah. So, uh, big numbers, uh, big league. 800. Let, let, let's, say, let's say a million bucks. Round right. it up. It's about a million bucks a year. He's getting yeah. just from his portion. Of the mine's nice. annuity. He's also getting the Strasbourg annuity. Right. We don't know how much that is. Still. Uh, probably a bit less, but because I don't think they're patricians there, but still. Right. So that means his dad was getting three million bucks a year as his annuity. Now he was had to give up a had to give up a sum as well, remember, as part of the patrician deal. I don't know how much that was. If it's two million nine hundred thousand, then it doesn't seem that that good. But anyway. Anyway, yeah. so this is what he's getting. Anyway, he gets this guy thrown in jail. Right. And obviously very um, uh, embarrassing. (laughs) Awkward. Both for the Mines Council and the Strasbourg Council to have to put an official visitor to the city in prison. They tried to convince Strasbourg Council, this is, convince Gutenberg to withdraw the charges. He agreed to drop the charges on the condition that Mines swore to pay him the money. 
They right. did, and he got paid. Nice. Now, I, I, a little side story. I don't think I've ever told you this before, but you, you hear jokes. I mean, every 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 people gets um, pigeonholed, what typecasted. I'm not sure what the word is. I can't think of it right now. But is you've you've heard jokes about Germans being hardworking, industrious misers, saving their money, investing all the good stuff, whatever. That shit's true because my wife, who was German, um, her family comes um, from Western, somewhere in Western Germany. Um, Twice now, we've been contacted by lawyers who said, um, you have a family member who recently recently died in Germany. They had some investments in property. You get a cut of it. You got to fill out all this paperwork. These are people Heather's never heard of before. She had no idea they existed. She had no idea that um, she was related to them. So that's happened twice now. And don't get me wrong, it's not a ton of money, or God knows I wouldn't be sitting here. But the point is, there's 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 something to this: working hard, investing. In- <laughs> hey, oh, oh. Hey, hey, hey! I just wanted to see if you Whoa. were paying attention. I, I thought maybe you just put it on mute and hit the air conditioning. Wow. You know what? I'm pretty sure I can find someone else who wants to do nothing and get paid for it every week. If if you've got better things to do with your time. No, as long as I don't have to put on pants. I I used to always say, I I used to tell people I can't get rid of Ray. I need someone to laugh at my jokes. But I've got the soundboard to laugh at my jokes now. I don't. You could be independent. I mean, really? Uh, I could just go. Hey, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> anyway, the point I'm trying to make is I found that really striking because it's happened to... Mm. Ooh, that was a good laugh. Uh, Heather and her brothers, who were also German as well. Oh. So. No. That shit's true. These people work hard, invest in property, and, and it stays in families for generations. So I just thought I'd throw that out. I just I just rewatched an episode from Breaking Bad the yeah. other day where Skylar's lover boss uh, is uh, uh, got massive tax right. problems and she's going to get implicated in it, which is going to be difficult for all the money that Walt's hiding. So she and he's, he owes like 600 grand to the tax department. So she gets Saul to contact her boss, Ted, right. and tell him that he had a dead relative in <laughs> Europe who left him $600,000, <laughs> just enough to pay off right. his uh, tax debt. And Ted's like, I, I've never even heard of this person. And Saul's Doesn't like, well, matter. you know, they heard about you. They took him years to track yeah. you down. And I'm, now I'm hearing your story. It shit's real. Uh, this sounds dodgy. Sounds dodgy. I've been taking as fuck. my podcasting sure? money and uh, pumping it through Heather's relatives so I don't have to pay tax. I know what I'm doing. Tony isn't the only financial okay. wizard. Of course, mine's illegal. But okay. I think that's yeah. the only difference. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Good yeah. story. Thank you. Okay, so we yeah. don't know much about what he was doing during right. these years, except Uh-oh. a few lawsuits <laughs> have survived. Um, around about 1439, one involved a woman he was supposed to marry but pulled out. No pun intended. You, you, I know you've, yeah, you've pulled out of a few women in your time, but I think well, you know, still here. not marriages, but right. you've, you've had a couple of them. Um, one involved a slander suit. Oh. And then in one of, in another case in 1439, um, a goldsmith by the name of Hans Dunn. 
testified that a couple of years earlier in 1436, Gutenberg paid him 100 gulden for yeah. something involved in a process that's referred to in the legal documents as trucking. Uh, now, keep on trucking. No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> now, they don't really explain no. uh, what trucking means in this context. Um, now, it's assumed, though, that it has something to do with printing. It's often translated as printing or something to do with some kind of use of a press. We're not really sure. But it's evidence anyway that as early as 1436, Gutenberg was involved in some kind of a project that involved a press. Now, presses were around at the time. I'll explain that more later. But you had wine Mm -hmm. presses and things like that. Presses were a known concept. Uh, but he was involved, so by, by this stage he'd been involved in some metallurgy, he was involved in pressing ah. probably some kind of metal of some kind. That's probably what he was paying Hans Dunn for, some kind of metal, because Gutenberg wasn't a, a citizen of Strasbourg, he wasn't a member of a guild of Strasbourg, so he couldn't legally purchase metals wholesale. He had to buy them from somebody. He probably was buying metal from Dunn to press into something. Now, the one assumption is that he was making jewelry or some kind of metal decorations mm. or gems, pressed or stamped right. metal. Metal work like that was fairly popular in those days. People would use it to embellish fancy book bindings mm. or they'd make chalices for churches or jeweled reliquaries for holy relics like the holy foreskin. <laughs> and Gutenberg was probably uh, running a business making those sorts right. of things in Strasbourg in the 1430s. But then in 1438, he seems to have branched out on a new venture. It, let's, not forget, uh, let's, not, let's not forget to mention the probable finger of John the Baptist. Um, I'm sure that was in one of these reliquaries, which now you can see in Kansas, the finger capital of the world. So make sure you plan accordingly to see that. But yeah, I mean, he had several businesses going on trying to make money. So he wasn't just sitting back, you know, cocaines and prostitutes. I mean, he was actually doing things, metalworking, getting others to get metal so he can do these things. So this guy is working on, on things. And again, there's like 99% of of stuff that's going on we don't know about. So you imagine either records were destroyed or he was very careful not to, and it's probably this, but he was very careful not to make a lot of it known. And the only reason we know it all about anything is because of these these times where he was, where he was sued and there's witnesses and court records and judgments. That's uh, for the, uh, this part in his life, that's the only reason we know what, what's going on because someone takes him to court for various reasons. Get fingered by John the Baptist in Kansas. If I was the marketing guy for that, that's what it would be about. That's the title of my next band. (laughs) Now, around about 1438, he took on a a guy called Hans Riff as a financial partner. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he was planning to make some small metal badges with convex mirrors on them to sell to pilgrims... 
who were going to be attending a popular shrine in Archen, which was about uh, 160 miles northwest of Strasbourg. Am I pronouncing that right? Archen? I heard, I heard Aachen. Aachen. Hard, hard C. Aachen. Yeah. Aachen. Oh, did you hear yes, that? Yes, I did. Slightly that's, around. That's Aachen. Sexy. Yeah. Aachen. 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 Never mind. He was <laughs> ma- making fucking trucking. Knocking the Aachen, Aachen boots. Anyway. <laughs> Why were they making? <laughs> why were they making these small metal badges with convex mirrors? Oh, I've I've got so many stories around this. So settle in, <laughs> sit in, down, lean back. strap yourself yep, in for in. this. Yeah, all right, pants are off. Go ahead. Well, first of all, I want to talk about Arkin. So, yeah. going right back to the Iron Age, yeah, Drusus. People would visit. No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 Sorry. People would visit Arkin because there were hot sulfur springs. Everyone likes a hot sulfur springs. Like the people who absolutely reliably as clockwork right. once a year, oh, yeah. somebody Bismarck. visits Yellowstone. Right. Uh, somebody visits Yellowstone and goes, oh, I'm going to jump into one of these hot sulfur <laughs> oh, springs. and Change my life. Dies within <laughs> seconds. And the rest of us go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, do that. Yeah, that's Darwin Award winner for the for 2019. <laughs> but apparently, the ones there, you could, uh, I don't know, you hang out. I don't know if you could get in them or whatever, right. but people would go and visit them. Yes. Um, and where the, they worshipped Granus, the god of light and healing. Sure. Going right back to the Iron Age, pre Christianity, the god of light, Granus. I like that. Yeah, I like Granus. Yeah, Yeah, he's my favorite of the gods. Light and healing. Don't need anything else. You got that. Now, by by, uh, Gutenberg's time, Aachen was the most famous shrine in Germany because Charlemagne, Mm -hmm. the founder of the Holy Roman Empire, had been buried there in 814. His remains, by the way, are still in a holy reliquary in the chapel Ugh. in uh, Aachen. It's known as the Karlschrein. <coughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not the Drusus no, Shrine, think. but the Karl Shrine. Right. Now, pilgrims purchased these little convex mirror things sure. to take there because, check this out, <laughs> They believed the curved mirror surface would collect the holy light <laughs> coming out of right out of Charlemagne's uh, holy reliquary. Right, uh, they could collect the holy light mm-hmm. in their mirror. Mm-hmm. It would absorb the holy rays. That's science. And, you know, <laughs> they could take it home, right. share it around with friends. How much to touch <laughs> your uh, concave mirror? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I laid my penis on it. I got this uh, rash. Anyway. There's a light, holy light collector <laughs> is what they sold it as. Uh <laughs> 
Now, and <sighs> convex mirrors were considered more effective than just a flat mirror right. because the, the, the curved surface reflected a broader panorama so and you collected more holy light, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like the... the, the, the <laughs> as you say, it's just... It's just science. Yeah. That's just the way it is, and, and and I can't ever see that being different. Oh. No, that sounds like third-grade-level work to me. I, I do want to mention... <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Besides Charlemagne's remains, they did have there also um, Christ, the Christ child's swaddling clothes, the loincloth of the crucified Christ, and the, I guess at one point she was a virgin, Mary's dress. So there's a lot of things, a lot of light maybe bouncing off or emanating from or whatever. So you get your little mirrors out, close it, clasp it, catch it, take it home, work your own miracles. So that's not a bad business to be in. The church has got this shit figured out. As God said to Mary. (laughs) If you're 13 and you're willing, I'll do it. Even if you're unwilling. <laughs> now, I, I like the bit about the loincloth uh, that Jesus was crucified in. Right. Because officially his body disappeared from the cave. Ooh. One had just. Right. It, it's a bit like when. <laughs> A bit like when Obi-Wan yes. or Cut. Luke right. dies. The clothes just fall. The clothes right. just fall to the ground. Right. Yeah, the loincloth <laughs> just fall there, but the body dis- <laughs> disappeared. Then Jesus came back as a Jedi and, ghost. And what was the first thing he said? Has anybody seen my loincloth? <laughs> they were like, oh, <laughs> cover, cover up. commando What here. are you doing? What the fuck? <laughs> what the... Yeah, he goes, well, I don't know. So for some reason, the loincloth didn't come with me when I spiritized. And uh, what do you yeah. want? You know, right. Can't you just, like, make some magic light appear yeah. just in front of... Oh, that's much better. Oh, God. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you know... But no, it dropped on the ground and some <laughs> businessman, excuse me, some Christian, picked it up <laughs> and uh, has been selling it ever since or, you know, renting it out. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And the Virgin Mary's dress, um, right. the one she was wearing when Yahweh raped her in his sleep as a 12-year-old child. That's a uh, special not, one. Had his, that's not had his, had his, had his cum on it still. <laughs> it was like Monica Lewinsky's blue dress. It's <laughs> uh, a holy relic. Only God's semen can last for thousands of years, <laughs> I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm not an expert on God's semen. Um, bodily that's fluids a, from... That's, yeah. I just imagine a door-to-door salesman in the in the you know twelve hundreds goes up to the archbishop of a monastery somewhere that he goes and uh, yeah. <laughs> how would you like to buy some holy relics? Oh, okay, what have you got? I, I have here a part of the dress the Virgin Mary was wearing when she did it with God. That's. How do I know this is the real dress? Look, look, see yeah. this? Scratch, 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 sniff, yeah. sniff, sniff yeah. it. Sniff, what does it smell yeah. like? It smells like semen. Guess who the semen belongs to? <laughs> really? And I, Yahweh? I'm going to give you that uh-huh. for free. <laughs> I'm just selling the dress. <laughs> Technically, you could use can the semen it? and make your own. <laughs> yes, you can make your own Jesus Christ. But again, I'm going to give you that for free. I just want you to buy the dress. Just throw that in for free. Bonus. But we do Bonus. want do want 10% of everything. Right. Or 10% of everything he earns. For the next 20 years. Yes, one. yes. So anyway, so many people flock to Arkin every oh. year. 
for 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 light collecting that uh, the church officials would put all of the holy relics on display for two weeks outside right. every seven years, holy number seven. <laughs> so uh, a bit like in Rome, they had the Jubilee. You got to come and party in right. Rome every 50 Get years. The they put this on display every seven years. Thousands and thousands yes. of pilgrims. Suckers. Would come Pilgrims. from all around uh, the empire, right. suckers, to 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 collect the holy light right. from the holy pilgrims. Well, they were um, they were hanging yeah. the relics in between the towers of Aachen's uh, cathedral. So yeah, I guess the light hits it, it bounces off. You hold up your mirror, catch it like a Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon Go. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making this up. I choose you. I don't know what that is. <laughs> they would, they would collect the holy healing rays. <laughs> for, so that's my new name for you, holy healing ray. And they would take them back yeah. home for friends, yeah. and then sell oh, them. I imagine beautiful. Then you'd have you, you'd have your own uh, viewing right. of the holy healing that's rays. Capitalism. Doctors, right. doctors in their hometown would you know have them. They'd walk around and they'd go. Uh, all right, let me see the patient. Oh, oh yes, need... uh, it's the plague. Yeah. It's the plague. It's okay. Yeah, I get, Don't it. Worry. get You know, uh, listen, I can... I've got some options here. <clears throat> Opens up his little medical right. bag. We can do... We, we, we can apply the leeches, right. do a bleeding. Cut off the arm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Cut <laughs> off the arm. Or... <laughs> it's going to cost more. For a special right. fee... Right, right. Uh, you can, we can uh, expose you to the holy healing rays, trapped <laughs> like a like a Ghostbusters um, thing. <laughs> the Ghostbusters what is that contraptions. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Oh my god! The, what's what is that little thing what's called? The Ghostbuster. You throw it out, the doors the, open. Uh, yeah, the the. Uh, Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, the proton pack would weaken the ghost. Don't cross your stream. Uh, And then, yeah, the particle stream and the neutrona wand and a position positron collider. (laughs) And then uh, you would hold the negatively charged ectoplasmic entities in the containment facility. There we go. It's it's a containment (laughs) facility. Yeah. Containment thingy. Yeah. yeah. So that's what these things were. They were early versions <laughs> of a Ghostbuster containment facility. Contained the holy healing rays. Right. I think <laughs> we should go into the business of selling right. this. Yeah. From, from, you know, the Ray presents. The Ghostbusters the mirror? The holy, heal, oh. the holy healing ray right. containment facility. Got it. Start selling them to Christians. Yeah. Because, look, Christians in the Middle Ages believed in this. Why not now? Yeah. Christians today believe in everything else that the Christians in the Middle Ages believed in. So yeah, I think we need to get back to make Christianity great again, start <laughs> selling them convex mirrors to trap yeah. holy healing rays. And I bet we could find but, eyewitness accounts of this working if you look hard enough on the internet. I bet we could. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There's probably I guarantee you there, there are people... Out there who still believe in this, yeah. people still go to Lords uh, every year, right? 
Uh, it's exactly the same concept, you know, miracle healing because of somebody touched something or somebody appeared <laughs> somewhere once, right. spirit of a thing. Yeah. Ah, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to have a conversation with a Christian about this. Like, so do you believe in ca- ca- the, you know, the capture of holy healing rays from the lights of holy relics and using it to heal people? They go, no, why not? <laughs> well, it's not scientific, is it? Oh, okay. But you believe that God hears your prayers and will, uh, you know, help you win the lotto if you pray to him? Well, yeah. yes, of course, yeah. I believe that. Have you won That yet? just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm, I'm not, not praying right. <laughs> hard enough. Hard. you got to pray hard. It's all part, all part of his plan. Right. Oh, but like, so uh, I, one of my cousins died this week. No, I'm sorry. A cu- cousin who's uh, five or six years younger than me, grew up with him in Bundaberg, yeah, got hit by a car oh. uh, about two weeks ago in a coma, completely, you know, completely fucked. Right. Um, bleeding on the brain, smashed ribs, smashed legs. Some old lady, 82-year-old lady, apparently hit him. He was walking his dog on the side of the road. Don't know exactly how it happened. Some right. old lady hit him at Bundaberg. Um, and his family, uh, my uncle and auntie and his siblings, decided to turn off his life support system. Right. Uh, the beginning of this week, I think it was Monday morning, and 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 he died, you know, within half an hour. Right. And so there's going to be a funeral next week. I'm going to go up to Bundy for it, um, show of support for the family. Um, but th- his parents are Christians. I don't know about his siblings, but I know his parents are Christians. So they're probably going to have a Christian funeral, and it's going to be fascinating to attend. To just, it's like, okay, so uh, why did God want him to get hit by a car? Well, it's all part of the Lord's plan. Yeah. He called him home. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Called him home. Yeah. Mm. In a very gruesome way, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, he couldn't just like die peacefully right. in his sleep uh, no. one day. He had to had to get hit by a car. Yeah. Uh, and I feel bad for the old lady and, oh, and yeah. for her family. You, you know, know, we were talking feels. about this. Yeah. Like Chrissy's mum, they recently moved into an Alzheimer's um, home mm-hmm. in Arizona. and they But they took her licence away from her six months ago yeah. uh, because she was losing her marbles. And she was, she was like furious about the fact that her kids hit her licence in her car keys. And, um, but as Chrissy was saying, imagine if you didn't. Like the family of this woman that hit my cousin. Imagine how they must be feeling. Oh shit! Right. Like the, the blood is. I mean, I don't even know if she has kids, but assuming she does, the the, the his blood is on their hands in a way. Like they should. If they had stopped their eighty-two-year-old right. mother from driving, this kid would still be alive. So not kid, go adult. He had a couple right. of kids, nineteen twenty. Um, Jesus. Tragic, tra- tragic for his Michael and Arnie. I mean, right. you shouldn't have to bury your own kids. While I'm speaking of tragic things, like about the same day this happened, um, our 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 uh, listener Scotty Scotty Burbekchov, mm-hmm. Burbek, um, do you hear what happened with him? No, tell me. Okay, completely. I'm just going to go into story mode here for a while. Scotty works in a hotel uh, in San Jose. He's like a manager at a hotel in San Jose. Um, the story, as I understand it, is a couple of the cleaners of the hotel called him and summoned him to a room because there was a weird smell uh, coming out of this room. Right. They were a little bit worried. He went in, uh, found a dead female body in a bathtub and a post-it, post-it notes all over the walls. One of them said, uh, one breath and you die. And there was this very strong gas smell 
odor coming out of the room. So he freaked the fuck out. Um, he Jesus. and a bunch of the hotel staff and some other patrons, uh, guests, ended up going to the emergency and having to go through all sorts of tests. This woman, apparently a Chinese-born Chinese woman, right. had, they think, committed suicide in the hotel room by making um, uh, sulfuric, uh, hydrogen sulfide, hydrogen right. sulfide, right. Uh, which is why it smelled bad. It's like a rotten egg smell. Had mixed her own hydrogen sulfide, which God. I looked it up. You can do it out of, I think, Damn. baths, bath uh, uh, oils mm-hmm. and toilet cleaner. You can manufacture your own hydrogen sulfide. Jeez. And she she killed herself, which is weird. Weird way to do it. Right. Um, it sounds fishy to me. Yeah. Anyway, so he went through that. It was all, he sent me some clips. It was all over the news in San Jose. And then uh, Jason Palmer, our other big fan, mm-hmm. uh, pinged me a couple of days ago. He was at his neighbor's apartment. Three guys broke in with iron bars, pulled a knife on him. Three guys that were methed out of their brains. Right. Jason got into a knife fight. Jason's in Oklahoma. Got, got into a knife Fuck. fight with one of these guys. Jason apparently, as you do, carries a fishing knife in his back pocket. Right. Pulled out a knife and cut this uh, one of these guys up. He reckons he stabbed him 27 times, mostly in the face. Cut his face off, this guy. Uh, uh, this guy, Jason, got his fingers sliced up. I saw uh, nearly off. I saw a photo on Facebook, Stitches. Um, mm. Crazy fucking crazy fucking fans we have, man. Their lives. It's crazy. Jeez. We should do podcasts just on our fans telling their <laughs> stories. They're just, our crazy fucking fans would be the name of the show. Oh, my God. Telling their stories. Moved to Nelson. Mm. Nothing happens. Hardly anything happens. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. That's because you're there. You hardly do anything, so hardly anything happens. Anyway, uh, how did we get into that? Oh, healing rays. Uh, <laughs> now, the going price for these uh, mirrors was half a gildan each. Fuck. Now, I think we said before that 310 gildans was a million dollars, roughly. Right. So divide that by 310. So one holy holy containment device was the equivalent of 3000 bucks. Jesus. That is like, you know, um yeah, that's a yeah. that's a month salary for a podcaster who does nothing. Uh $3000 a month salary. Yeah. But of course, you'd go back home and then you'd sell access oh. to it to your friends and family. Yeah. So it's probably a good business deal. If you could get the cash, right up front. you probably had to sell yeah. sell off your youngest child into uh, prostitution to get that, but it's worth hey, it in the end. Do what you got to do. There's another 11 kids where she came from. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not like hard to make a kid. No, and it's fine. But yeah. Mm, no, so yeah, make, you make a, make a couple uh, thousand of these and... Make some money. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So big, big money deal. So thousands of people turning up to Arkin. He could sell several thousands of these things. He could make a lot of money is the point. So he, he needs business partners. So he's got this uh, one guy we mentioned before, Hans. Hans Dunn. No, not Hans Dunn. The other Hans. Hans Riff. He comes in as a partner. Then he needs to bring on some other partners, it seems, yeah. around about this time. 
um, to to make money. Uh, yeah. So he brings in a couple of guys, Andreas Dritzen, who was mm-hmm. one of his, I don't know, uh, apprentices, pupils, right. and another yeah. guy, Andreas Hellman, the two Andreases. They <laughs> each agreed to put 80 gilden into, into the partnership. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, you know, they're, they're kicking in some bucks. Yeah. Now, I mean, that, that might sound like a lot of money, and it is, but they are both part of the new Strasbourg's new aristocracy um, artisans. Their families have really, you know, recent, like we said, like 100, ago, 100 years ago, have taken over political power. So these guys got some money. They got some money to invest. But I guess God decided now wasn't the right time. He had bigger and better plans for Gutenberg. Because as we're getting, and this is, I think we said the year is 13, uh, excuse me, 1438. As we're getting close to this, because they're planning for this stuff that was supposed to happen, the the, the pilgrimage was supposed to happen the summer of 13, uh, 1439, the outbreak of the plague comes. So God is like, no, not yet. But it's hold a- on a second. Yeah. They have the holy healing rays. <laughs> How can you have an outbreak no, of the plague no, in see, Arkin? No. When you're, they've got holy healing rays. You're doing it wrong. You're doing the chicken and the egg. See... The plague is already here. The pilgrimage is for next year. Now, if we could somehow, I don't know, go in the future and absorb the future rays and bring it back, yeah, we could kick the plague's ass, no question about it. But the plague is already here. And so, you know, the last thing you want is thousands and thousands of people coming into your area. So, again, I think it's God's way of keeping Gutenberg on the correct path for much bigger and better things. The BBD, the bigger and better deal. So, the pilgrimage that's supposed to take place in the summer of 1439, God damn it, 1439, is postponed until 1440. So now, through all their hard work and this brilliant idea, let's be honest, it's a brilliant idea, now they're going to have to wait two years at least to see any profits from this. So it's getting a little shaky, but clearly there are bigger forces at play. So the Holy Healy Ray, of Holy Healy Rays, <laughs> right? of the Holy Relics right? of Charlemagne, not that effective on plague. It's, it's like, selective. There's a lot, listen, selective. There's a lot of things that you can do with the holy yeah. healing rites. Rheumatism, Don't get me wrong. Arthritis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, fucking great for arthritis. What's the thing fucking with the great. Cataracts, no, nothing better. Cataracts. Ca- oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the dropsy. If you've got anyone in the family with the dropsy, it's great for that. Um, the consumption. Oh, noodle. it's so good for them. Right. But listen, you, yeah. you know, the, the plague. The, the problem. Look, oh. it, it probably could cure the plague, quite right. honestly. Right. Uh, if you could concentrate it. So, what you need is not just the convex mirror. Right. You need a number of other mirrors to to turn it into a laser. If you oh. if you can concentrate the holy healing rays right. into a laser, oh. the holy, then, yeah. yeah, well, you don't cross the beams, right? You don't <laughs> cross the beams. But if you, if you could, then it would work. But unfortunately, we don't right. have the technology no. to concentrate the holy healing rays. Now, before we get too far, I want to talk yes. about the dancing mania of Arkin. All right. St. John's dance or St. Vitus's dance. You ever heard of St. Vitus's dance? I've heard of dirty dancing, but I, I think this is something different. Well, no, probably <laughs> similar. So there was this thing, and one of the first outbreaks was in Arkin right. in 1374. 
Right. But then it spread. It was also in Strasbourg in 1518. Ooh. This idea, this thing called the St. Vitus Dance, basically it involved groups of people, sometimes thousands of people, right. who would just start dancing erratically, <laughs> no music, men, women and children, right. who would just start dancing like crazy people right. until they collapsed <laughs> From exhaustion. Right, sorry. It's Yes. Somebody was putting um, ecstasy in the water. Right. <laughs> and these people would just start dancing until they dropped. <laughs> and it's as well... Right. It's well documented in contemporary oh. reports. Happened all over Europe. Like the Phoenix? Europe. Right. <laughs> like the Phoenix. <laughs> Often... There would be musicians who would who would play, but sometimes there would be no music. Wow. They played music to try and stop the people from dancing sometimes. Slow it was down. thought of as a cure, but it right. just encouraged more people to join in. Fuck me. Modern-day scholars still have no real idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. Some sort of mass psychogenic illness right. that just got people to <sighs> dance. There, there were some theories... <coughs> I'm sorry, some theories about... Yeah, footloose, that's what I said. Just dirty dancing or footloose. There were some theories that there might have been religious cults behind it that started it that were secretive, they didn't want to talk about it, or people were just too stressed out and they just snapped and started dancing to sort of forget about the poverty or the plague or whatever. Damn. Uh, yeah. Some people at the time thought it was a curse. Uh, you know, sent by a saint like sure. St. John the Baptist or St. Vitus, which is why it's known as St. Vitus's Dance or St. John's Dance. Uh, it's a strange kind of oh curse. I God. mean, I'm going to curse you to dance. <laughs> uh, For some of us, uh, dancing can never be a curse. Anyway, <laughs> it's the passion that I feel. That was my Antonio well, Banderas. Would... Go ahead. Well, according to some of the studies, um, people would dance sometimes naked. Sometimes they would fuck while they danced uh, in in public. Right. Yeah. So (laughs) some people would act like animals. They'd jump, they'd hop, they'd leap about. Some people danced until they broke their ribs and died. Some, Some screamed, laughed, cried, sang. Some were violent. Um. Yeah, it was oh. like some sort of epilepsy. It was weird. Um, right. There was a, similar to another thing that happened in Italy called Tarantism, mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantism, uh, where they thought people had been poisoned by a tarantula or a scorpion. It also was first recorded in the 13th century. Right. And the only antidote known was to dance to a particular music sure. which would separate the venom from the blood in the body. Okay. And the dance that the people did <laughs> right. was uh, <clears throat> was called a, a tarantella. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what a uh, you know what a tarantella sounds like if you've watched The Godfather? Oh. Sort of a, a Yeah. A folk dance, right? Let's it see if was, we can. It was on up. Peter Pan, but that's fine too. We'll, the Godfather. We'll break the rules of. Uh, oh fuck oh, yeah! Oh, fuck yeah. yeah! Here we go. 
I now have the urge to dance. And, I can't and stop. if yeah, go ahead. If you keep listening to this, any uh, uh, venom in your blood right. will separate, and you'll be really <laughs> fine. So Did anyway, this is going on, and and again, I'm like, well, they had the holy healing rays, right? Should knock that shit what, out. Yeah, yeah. What's the problem? Uh oh, people are going fucking crazy again. <laughs> Roll out the holy healing rays. Oh, we, we oh, you know, no. I got the answer. Yeah. It was a business uh-huh. business decision. Yeah, I could break oh, out the holy race, but, but I would use it yeah. all up. And I'm not getting paid. Yeah. Fuck all for this. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No. Maybe being good capitalists, they put the price up. Whenever these plagues broke out or oh, uh, yeah. you know, the 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 dancing mania. Yeah. They put the price up. Well, yeah, look, you could you could get access to the holy healing rays for uh, you know, a couple of bucks. Right. La- that last year, that, that them's last year's prices. <laughs> Supply and demand. Supply and demand. But we've got thousands of people dying from the plague. Well, hey. Hey, business look, forces. Not my I can't. problem. No. I do take have, it take uh, it up with God. I do have know. the holy healing rock where I hit you upside the head while you're dancing, and there's a decent chance you'll stop dancing. You might stop breathing too, but it's a risk I'm willing to take. That'd be fifty guineas or whatever. I yeah, guineas, cheaper price. Cheaper price. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I got a, the baseball bat method. <clears throat> so anyway, yes, there's a plague, and so they're going to have to wait a couple of years. Now, this is the the first of a series of bad luck things that <laughs> seem to happen to. Gutenberg, where yeah. he's he's a bit like me. He's got all these grand plans to get right. rich. Heart of gold. Uh, heart of gold. <laughs> very entrepreneurial, heart of gold, and things just never quite no. pay off God's for him. him. So right. he, he's borrowed all this money, brought on all these business partners, making all these holy healing ray containment devices. <laughs> Uh, but then the plague kicks in yeah. and, and the whole thing is postponed. Spock. Now, at some point, right. his business partners, Dreitzen and Hellman, uh, discover that Gutenberg is working on a secret project oh, yeah. at the Church of St. Arbogast. Right. Not, not telling them about it. They That's suspect secret. that he's taking the money. Right that they gave him to make the holy healing ray containment devices and he's using it on this secret project and they want to know more about it. They want in. They want in on it. Yes. And so they come up with a whole new contract. (laughs) Gutenberg agrees to take them on as partners for the new secret project. top secret. And he would show them what he was doing, but they had to increase their investments to 500 gilden each. Damn. So one gildan is about $3,200 times 500. $1.6 million each mm. they needed to kick in. Right. They must have been impressed because when he yeah. showed them what he was working on <laughs> presentation. in secret, right. they, po- they ponied up. Yeah. Even Hans Reef, his, his major investor, his first investor, also increased his contribution right and they settled on a 5 year contract to work yeah. on whatever this secret project was yeah the secret project uh we will talk about more in the next episode what was it 
What secret project could he possibly be working on that needed millions of dollars <coughs> and had to be kept in top secret? This guy was like Steve Jobs working on top <laughs> secret projects. They all had to sign NDAs. Um, and, you know, as it turns yeah. out, it was pretty cool. But we'll talk about that more next time. I know. That's why I'm embarrassed. One-armed fucking... One-armed fucking... Jimmy's getting angry! Because she's a whore. Oh, no.